right, J Crypto back at it once again, ladies and gents. Welcome to the channel. Full disclosure, I'm not a financial advisor. Any project I cover could be a scam or rug pull could also be highly successful. So the people wanted some new play to earn games. It just so happens by chance, it wasn't like I was trying to do this, that I have three brand new PDE uh, games, I guess, if you want to call it that, <laughs> on the Binance Smart Chain for you today. And at least one of these, in my opinion, could be an absolute hit. Um, just brand new. I haven't heard anybody talk about it, especially in English. None of the big YouTubers have uh, talked about it just yet. Like the guys I follow, like uh, NFTG Games or Go Shiny Hunter. I, I haven't checked in with all of them, but I haven't heard anybody mention any of these yet. So I just wanted to cover them. Um, maybe they can pick up where I leave off and go deeper. However, let's get right into it. So the first one is going to be Alex. The next one's going to be Binamon. And then the third one's going to be Second Live. And they've all jumped up the chart to the top 15 on the uh, 24 hour and users. So it's very interesting. Now, let's go from, I guess we can go Second Live, Alex, and then Binamon. Um, so second live. So if we click on the second live server, let me just go back to the dashboard here. This looks incredibly interesting and this could be ginormous. Okay. Second live, choose life, choose space, choose friends, become the icon you desire and free roam in spaces such as exhibitions, dance floors, shopping malls, workplaces, and so on. You can customize your avatar, create your own content and play to earn. To me, this looks a lot like a metaverse. In fact, it's one of the first metaverses I've seen on the Binance Smart Chain that looks insane. Um, the video is not really going right now, but let's just check this out. It looks like they've incorporated a bunch of projects on the Binance Smart Chain. It's pretty laggy, to be honest with you, which reminds me a lot of VR trying to be shown on a computer. But... The way that this looks like it's going, you can see an ApeSwap logo right there. You can see a Yushi logo when they zoom in. Oh, there's one right there, actually. If you can check it out, if you see my scroller. <laughs> they got JoJo in the house. They have a bunch of big name projects. And I think that's pretty interesting. And then if we click on market, uh, they have a lot of NFTs. We got BabySwap level one, BabySwap level two, BabySwap level three, BabySwap level four, BabySwap level five. I haven't even done the research to know what the heck is going on with this thing, but every single big project has all these levels. So it's pretty surprising. I'd be curious to see like what these different features mean. Um, everything's being sold in BNB, it looks like. So that's also pretty interesting. If we go to BabySwap level five, it just it makes you wonder what these what the utility of these things are. And if I click on it, we don't really have a lot to go off of. All it says is BSC, the first anniversary space. Um, so it's pretty interesting. We can click on the documents and check those out. In the overview, it says Second Live is a diversified 3D virtual space where you become the virtual avatar you expect and do many real life things in different spaces like virtual exhibitions, singing and dancing, shopping and handling business. So I like the handling business part because I remember when I first started my podcast, before I even started my YouTube channel, I would talk and talk and talk because, you know, I use the Oculus. I know VR gaming has 
come in an exceptionally long way and it looks so so freaking real when you put on those headsets now that uh, I just immediately thought because I had a real estate background oh man this is going to be like an easier way for us to talk to our peers and do business and from a real estate perspective funny enough it was before Decentraland really took off because it was in my previous podcast um, I remember discussing how like we would see things uh, such as you know, virtual tours being in done, being done uh, with with the headsets, but now you're also going to have a realtor showing you around the property as well virtually, and you're going to be hiring realtors to learn this technology, and it's probably going to be more Zillow who hires these realtors to do these virtual tours. <laughs> I know I'm going in depth because I think Zillow is going to buy out a lot of the uh, local mom and shop brokerages. Or at least they're going to be partnered with Zillow, Realtor.com, all these big, you know, real estate sites. Anyways, the point being, that was just one example or nuance to how VR was going to penetrate the corporate or the uh, real estate or the you know derivative type markets, and uh, it really made me thought uh, of something like this. So then it says second live avatar to make your own content and profit from your creation. There will be four main modules in the process of using Second Live. Users design their own character by avatar editor and set it as your avatar in the metaverse. Multi, multiple virtual spaces after the virtual characters are created, the characters can be transferred to the lobby, games, concerts, workshop, shopping center, and more spaces. So you can move around pretty, um, it's pretty versatile. Second Live Marketplace. You got anyone who owns a third-party digital asset can trade assets through the Second Live Market, which is kind of a cool version of like being a Wall Street. Like imagine just like watching the charts and watching the NFT charts, I guess, and being feeling like you're there too. It's like imagine being on Wall Street when you're watching those monitors, just like with your papers, just like oh okay, this this uh this stock is trading. Oh, I got to buy and sell order. Um, things like that, I think, will be coming up with. Uh, NFT assets, and I know it's crazy to think about, <laughs> and it probably won't be regulated, but, or at least it will be, not for a little bit. Um, anyways, scenario editor, it can directly produce, so the scenario editor can directly produce content without codes according to the modules, interactions, and gameplays. Some gamification configurations can be directly and automatically deployed online. So this reminds me, this point right here, and I haven't dived too much deeper into it, but this point did remind me of like the drag and drop theory of how entrepreneurs will be easily able to create um, very advanced coded uh, applications in the future without having to even know a lick of code. And I think that's coming. That's going to be happening. I think Cardano is going to be starting to do things like that just to make the coding aspect more mainstream without having to actually know a bit of code. So they're going to have underlying, um, you know, platforms with drag and drop theory. And obviously coders will have to have coded these simple terminologies because if you want to put something like a basketball in your game, uh, then there needs to be code underlying it. But how it will look on the interface will just, it will just say basketball and the entrepreneur can put a basketball in the game things like that. The richness of the gameplay can be configured without code, it says. So I love that. That's definitely the future. That's where everything's going. 
Uh, here's some features too, and then I'm going to move on to the next PDE game that is pretty brand new that could be a hit. Features of Second Live. So persistence. All the virtual spaces of Second Live can exist permanently. Um, real time. Second Live will gradually realize synchronization with the real world. And it has all the forms of the real world. So that makes sense. I mean, we're going to be basically living in this sucker. <laughs> Compatibility. Second Live can accommodate people and things of any size. Anyone can enter the space. I can see this project definitely making their way into most valuable builder phase three, if that's something that they wanted to do. Economic characteristics. Second Life has a fully operational economic system that can support transactions, payments, and income from labor. So this also brings in like an aspect of work to earn. So I think work to earn is uh, a huge, huge thing that's coming. And honestly, I might just, yeah, I'm enjoying this video so much. I might just stick on Second Live and do another video with the other two. I'm sorry for anybody that wanted that, but this is such a cool concept. Work to earn is when like on these virtual platforms, you can do this pretty easily because humanship is going to be very important. And since we're on the blockchain, since everything is on a game-like structure, everything's going to be recorded. You take, uh, Think about it. So imagine hiring or a game hiring a human to basically talk to people and explain the game. Okay. Now you also eliminate so many barriers of entry to employeeship because when everything is on the blockchain in a virtual world, everything's recorded. So now you can actually monitor the human that you're hiring and reward them based on how they're interacting with people. You can also coach them up much easier because you're going to have like constant surveillance of what the heck the employee is doing even though he's just got like an oculus headset on and he's just like probably working from his couch right like just like operating from his couch explaining to people some some different shit or stuff sorry <laughs> you guys now know that i curse I, I i apologize for that at the younglings just pretend i didn't say it uh connectivity digital assets social relations Objects and more in Second Life can all run through each virtual world. So that's really going to be important because if they manage to get Most Valid Builder Phase 3, I could see them forming a lot of great partnerships right off the rip. And uh, with those partnerships, obviously, um, the one thing that decentralized applications and these game pads like Yushi or SaaS platforms like Bunny Park will probably want to integrate with is a metaverse technology. So this could definitely, I could foresee being a huge platform. It looks like it's already pretty much up and running, and I'm very excited to see what they do next. Creativity, the content, the virtual world, and Second Life can be created by any individual user or group user. So obviously, this kind of runs into the theory of social media, um, you know, just by creating content on places like, on platforms like YouTube or Facebook. There's a bunch of different ways to monetize, whether you're an influencer or whether you're a company building brand awareness, um, all sorts of things like that. Imagine just being a representative from a smaller scale beauty shop company that's completely run on Shopify online and basically just being a spokesperson by, by when people come into the game, just by being there. And now you're talking up to people, you're like, hey, I represent this company called Beauty Blend or whatever. Um, if you're, uh, you know, obviously um, someone educated in that space, you can just target people that look like, I don't know, females, 
and whatnot. And you can just go up and have a conversation with them, talk about the world and start networking and, and shoot them your link because if it's all virtual, it's going to be super easy just to shoot them your link. Um, on the flip side of this, you must be way more careful with scams because there are very charming people out there that can definitely make it very easy to scam you. So this is the kind of stuff I love to talk about. So second live application scenarios. So obviously the set scenario of second live is approximately equal to that of the real world. However, second live cannot solve physiological needs such as eating, <laughs> obviously. Um, entering the application scenario of second live is entering the era of the digital species. Second Live can provide users without delay, strong social interaction, space sharing, a sense of ruling the game, and participation in various uh, experiences and scenarios in the construction of the game economy. So obviously, um, this could be a huge, huge thing. An, op an open social space, uh, scenario one. When the Second Live world is successfully established with Second Live's attributes of logging in anytime and anywhere, and the strong social interaction, the Aborigines can create their own avatars to interact with the second live world or interact with other Aborigines. You can view the 3D characters and lifestyles of your friends in the virtual world, and you can like, comment, and share with them. In the free and open world of second live, Ab Aboriginal people can create scenes like in Minecraft, or they can build with other Aboriginal people and can build assets and create artworks and more. So obviously this is really, really interesting because the potential for this platform to monetize is unlimited. Um, people are the product in a lot of these types of theories. So when you have a platform that's basically gaining users because of an experience, then the people can be a product in many different ways. And uh, if they have an underlying asset or they have their own underlying NFTs that provide profit sharing, it would be a very interesting investment to get in early on this type of deal. Um, we're going to keep researching it. As I said, this is so new that I think a lot of stuff is going to have to, a lot of research is going to have to be done on my end to bring you some of the opportunities that are basically either passive income oriented or arbitrage oriented. But I definitely plan to stay up with this project because it's, piqued my interest more than a lot of the other PDE games that seem a little bit more one-dimensional. Uh, in this second live world, the assets created by the Aboriginal people belong to the individuals. They can use, so it's like property, they can use them in various scenarios such as trading, leasing, allocation, combination, exhibition, etc. So if you create an asset that's uh, something with real utility or use case, then it will be easy because they'll have a protocol and maybe like just an option where you can lend it out. And since it's a smart contract on a smart contract platform like Binance Smart Chain, be very easy and trustless and it's just going to be a very cool thing to do. It can also be combined with others just the same as the Aboriginal people interact in Animal Crossing. If you don't know about Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing was a game and, uh, the, I played Animal Crossing. It was actually a pretty cool game. <laughs> it's a very intricate game, though. If players want to initiate a holiday, they can also celebrate the holiday in Second Live according to the consensus. Second Live does not restrict the establishment and dis 
dispersion of the Aboriginal people's relations in the world as long as they reach a consensus with each other. So it's it's very decentralized in the effect that, you know, it's it's people driven. You can create all sorts of different things. It's very multidimensional. So it's a very it's a pretty creative um, environment. All right. The scenario two open game world and entertainment. This one was super interesting to a lot of people that are into VR. A lot of people that are into some of these. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it mentioned Sword Art Online. If you don't know about Sword Art Online, it's a famous anime kind of uh, depicting a world where um, there is a, a virtual reality game that comes out and people basically get trapped in it and it feels so real. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. But it also goes through a lot of different human conflicts. Uh, external and internal, like what it like if you if you kill somebody in a game, I know this is getting dark. <laughs> that does that make you a murderer in real life too, and things of that nature. And it's a pretty interesting uh, theory. And then Ready Player One, if you're familiar with Ready Player One, it shows a alternative future where basically everything is on VR, and people's main occupations and jobs are all on VR. So it's kind of uh, an interesting parallel. So let's read this. When Second Live Aboriginal people begin to take shape, Second Live can play the game as an entry point to further connect with the metaverse. According to the trajectory of the internet since the birth of our, our planet 50 years ago, don't know what that is, Marshall McClellan's vision of the global village in the Gutenberg Galaxy has been realized. I wonder who these people are that are creating this freaking game, man. They're pretty next level. Uh, 7.5 billion people have been allowing to do surf online. In any case, you can use the internet, and one of the most important landing scenarios on the internet is games. According to statistics, there are currently more than 2.7 billion electronic game players in the world and players on the other side of the ocean can interact with each other through games. In recent years, game-based imaginations about the metaverse can be seen everywhere, from Sword Art Online to Axel World to, I think Axel World is another anime, to Ready Player One. That's attracted more mainstream attention. They are they all showed the world the possibility of the metaverse games. Fortress Night, Travis Scott's concert, clearly shows the future of the metaverse, such as strong social interactions and space sharing. In the Second Live world, the Aborigines can also govern and operate Second Live, set game rules, and create game assets together. So this is a, definitely a huge, huge, ambitious project. Very, a lot of potential here. Um, the problem with investing in a metaverse is there's a lot of different theories out there of how the metaverse is going to go. If I can just shed some light on a couple uh, and they conflict with each other. One is, is there going to be one metaverse, right? Where like everyone picks and chooses and it's the easiest one to go or is investing in, in a metaverse, um, always going to be the same where you're basically investing in many different platforms at once. So it's kind of like an index of different things because a metaverse truly means that you're able to jump from one digital universe to another. Therefore, should it with decentralization and blockchain, what what the 
which promotes basically many different, you know, decentralized exchanges existing, many different decentralized applications existing all at once. And our ability to basically choose because the market is so free and anybody can create a competitive product and it's really an entrepreneur's dream scenario, then um, they're all going to exist at once. So this could be a metaverse. Then let's say an alternative to this could be like, I don't know, sandbox, right? Or like Decentraland, all kind of creating, all kind of existing at once, um, which is really just a few different theories on that. So it's hard to pick because you don't really know if it's just going to be one metaverse that connects everything to it or if there's going to be many different metaverses that you're going to seamlessly be able to jump in and out of. In addition, Second Lives also supports the creation of NFT assets. This is the part that I really wanted to get into, including movies, music, text as well as the establishment of entertainment venues such as theaters and KBTs. In Second Live, even if you cannot go out due to various factors, you can still enjoy the joy of audio visual entertainment. For movies that cannot be played offline, Second Live also supports producers and others to sell tickets. And Second Live, Second Live, if you're listening, I'd love to partner with you guys and just kind of like throw up my YouTube content. It's all about blockchain and a lot of the products that are actually integrated or show up on your marketplace, I cover. So that'd be really fun to do. It'd be cool to get into that early as well, from my point of view. Um, anyways, in this process, the early Aborigines will receive the initial rewards from participating in the construction of the Second Live World. The rewards will also enable the Aborigines to further their participation more in the construction of the Second Live World. Scenario three, online work and study. Okay, so after the game rules and item trading begin to take shape, a relatively stable and sustainable economy system will be formed in Second Life. Based on this system and the spontaneous influence of the early Aborigines, and don't worry, I'm going to show a, a few more videos on this project because some people can literally just, and this is on a podcast view, this is why I read these docs, because um, a lot of people don't want to read and they prefer to watch a video and hear my insights. So what I'll also do for more of the visual people is I'm going to dive in and really understand and start to play this uh, game or sign up or whatever I got to do to get in there and show you some visual examples of what I can do and what you can do too. And then it says Second Live will become attractive to more people and even companies and transform them into Aboriginal people. So this is my this is basically my belief too. So I'm totally in line with what this project is saying is going to happen. Um, under the influence of the unknown of the pandemic, the distributed working mode has become more common in the past two years. More people are working at home. And online work has become the mainstream office method for many companies. Second Life supports the construction of virtual characters and virtual company buildings. Indigenous people can easily use Second Life to have online meetings and even other forms of work and communication. So this is really cool because we see Zoom and uh, other products alike, like Microsoft Teams popping up. I could totally see Second Live uh, taking shape in the form of um, basically a real, more more real, more realistic way for uh, people to connect and to 
I mean, with the virtual world, you can draw things, you can speak to text. So when you say words, they can come into text and the whole company or whoever's watching can read the captions below. Just a bunch of different cool ideas that can come out of this. In such a digital world, the Aborigines demand for real estate in certain areas will also be correspondingly weakened. They will have more choices and even lower pressure. Uh, similarly, high quality educational resources that are in short supply can also be made online through Second Life so that the indigenous people can obtain more educational resources. That's where someone like I could come in and just like educate people on the platform, educate people on the possibilities, which is really what I'm interested in. And if you guys have a skill or talent too, or if you guys like blockchain, you could do the same thing. Or if you have some other skill, if you're in real estate, if you like are in investment real estate and you can teach people about investment real estate, I'm just trying to connect to some of my older audience. Or if you're into the digital property, like Michael Saylor always blurts out how he owns voice.com and courage.com. Obviously digital property is like, I think the number one way to make millionaires right now, or it's like pretty up there. If you don't know what digital property is, it's like buying uh, it's been around for forever. I mean, it's like buying dot coms and certain uh, copyrights on, on digital servers. Okay, so URLs, websites, things of that nature, whether it be on Facebook or whether it be on the internet, just different different SEO type of stuff. So if you're like an expert in that, I mean, this might be a great place to vo voice your opinion. Or if you're a sales coach, you know, maybe this is a great place to start just teaching people how to do that. Whatever it is, you know, um, I really like the idea of sports, too, because I have this athletic background and just the ability to get like they already have them for, I think, uh, let's say hockey players or uh, they have these things called like skating treadmills. So the idea of like a sports facility with a skating treadmill and uh, just allowing people to play the game of hockey with one of these you know, four-way skating treadmills, it virtually though, is, is a really cool, less intensive way on the body for people to cognitively advance their gameplay in real life and or create an actual sports-like environment that relies less on the physical aspects of height and weight and more on the actual skill aspects, which is huge in places like Sweden or Norway for that sport or soccer you can equate it to as well. So just being able to cultivate environments digitally that require less, you know, about your actual um, uh, fixed physical attributes, they call them, and creating environments and leagues, really, where esports no longer becomes a video game with controller, but also a place where anybody of any height can demonstrate their skill if they have it physically um, uh onto a digital atmosphere and have teams really play it out without a less, you know, it's going to really mitigate a lot of injuries. And I'm not saying to disrupt the sports world, but yes, to disrupt the sports world. There is no need to consider survival needs in Second Life. However, NFT and NFT assets can also be created, displayed, and traded in Second Life. As long as the Aborigines are willing, they can show their assets and other attributes to other Aborigines. They can set up a separate display wall or create a shopping mall with other Aborigines. The Aborigines display their virtual assets and physical assets, even a song or a picture. They can directly display to all the Aborigines who may like the asset 
without being intervened by the intermediaries to make a price difference. I really like this because Eminem, if you know, obviously Eminem, you definitely know him. What he'll be able to do now, if you're like a really great freestyle rapper, is go on here, spit a few lyrics, spit a few verses, and then sell it right then as an NFT. Because something like a freestyle is so unique and it's only done in one moment that you give a guy like Eminem, who's an incredible freestyle artist, the opportunity to continually monetize his one of his, I mean, probably one of my favorite attributes about the guy is his ability to freestyle. I think that's what really makes rappers incredibly cool. And it's also imagine just buying one of his unique freestyles on the spot. And, and then like, let's say that he does a cipher, right, where he's selling 10 different NFT freestyles. And there's about 30 different people because it's like in an auction setting. Or maybe there's 3,000 different people just or maybe 3 million. I don't know. Eminem is pretty darn big. So I don't want to undersell it. But maybe at the beginning, there's only about 30,000 people. And everyone's waiting each freestyle to decide, okay, which freestyle do I want to buy? Which freestyle do I want to hit the button to put an extra BNB up for, you know? So it'll be like an auction style where he does 10 rips. Maybe his first one is is not, you know, obviously not every freestyle can be great. I mean, he's like a, a very skilled rapper, so it's a hard thing to, I don't want to undercut him, but let's say that the first one's the worst, right? And the fifth one is the best. Well, you're probably going to know if you're really into freestyling, which one's the best and which one you can monetize and, and license out and buy. And this gives Eminem an unlimited supply of creating incredible freestyles and monetizing his work. You can relate it to anything, though, and anyone who has a spontaneous, unique skill that they can just do one-of-a-kind kind of paintings, works. Um, it really takes digital art to the next level, which is why I say be careful about projects on Ethereum because when this stuff comes in, digital art's going to be upgraded about tenfold and the overflows of just PNG files. Um in NFTs just won't really stand out as much. After the tokenization of a valuable product, its liquidity will flow from some platforms to the real world, gaining more fans. Second Lives uh, usage scenarios will continue to expand with the development of the Second Live world, and the Second Live team will continue to explore and try to free more aborigines from the shackles of the traditional world. As Latier said in the virtual economy, the anonymity afforded by the virtual economy obviates the traditional characteristics that would preclude the unprivileged from accessing the opportunities presented by great industrial change. Yeah, so what this basically is saying is it eliminates a lot of barriers to entry for a lot of different people. Because the real thing that the internet did with social media it for or let's say something like SoundCloud did for music is it eliminated the barrier of entry for what they call uh, exposure, um, being able to be seen for like your talents or skills. I know that soccer players, you know, young soccer players, they wait for tournaments once a year to demonstrate their show, their skills. Those are called like showcases, right? And they're tournaments where you get on a team and you're supposed to demonstrate your skills and scouts go to them. And it's just like, it's just so brief. It's so inefficient because you might have a bad game and you only do it once a year and you might not be able to demonstrate your skill. So anybody that has a skill-based talent in a virtual world, as long as you can virtualize it and you know make it very efficient, 
now has no barrier of entry other than Wi-Fi, which is going to be really cool to see. The virtual because all the instruments and tools that you'll need um, can be supplied virtually as well. So as long as you get like acquainted with how to use them virtually, and if you haven't used an Oculus, this won't make any sense to you. But when you use one, you'll see that when you hold your controller and it's a ping pong paddle, it really feels like a ping pong paddle. I'm assuming that th tools will be invented for musicians and other sorts of um, skill-based uh, abilities. The virtual economy is notably distinctive in that it is possible for almost anyone, young or old, rich or poor, regardless of gender, ethnicity, religion, location, heritage, or social status to succeed as long as they have the intellect, decisiveness, and the technical capacity to see the opportunities emerging with it. So obviously I love that. Everyone loves that. We all want the same opportunities. And that's really how we're going to see the most talented humans really evolve. And I would, I mean, it's just going to be great because as an entrepreneur, that's what I love to see. I love to see fair opportunity and free markets. And when you relate that not only to entrepreneurship, but to every, every field, right? You got, you got every field because nothing matters in a virtual world. No one cares what you look like because yeah, it, it's just, it's virtual. You can look like anything. No one cares what kind of money you have because uh, obviously, you know, if you have a skill, if you're the best virtual soccer or hockey player, for example, then no one really cares how much money that you have because you're not buying the opportunity to play the game. It's all skill-based. So um, that's pretty much it for that. I made you a different, you know, video on some of these other features like space, the first anniversary of BSC, NFT market, NFT blind box, submit, avatar, how to log in the game, how to create a character, how to, how to create an NFT, how to sell an NFT, how to gain profit from the game. I might just look at this with you guys right now. All right, so it says be, how to gain profit from the game. It says become a creator. It's coming soon. Operation space coming soon. So I'll keep you updated on that. How to create a space, how to publish and display the space. All that's coming soon. About blockchain, glossary, creating a crypto wallet account. So there's the NFT market, Second Live Zone NFT market provides a trading platform for users and creators and supports 3D NFT previews. The trading mode and functional modules are being op optimized. Stay tuned. So a lot of this stuff is in the work, which is great because we have time to get in there. I don't want anybody to feel rushed about this project. Um, but I'll keep you guys updated because this is really cool. And I think if you're a business person, you're going to want to learn this technology, even if this isn't the platform that succeeds. I think if you're an arbitrager, this is really going to take your arbitrage to the next level, being able to visually see a bunch of different things at once and really um, interact with humans as they interact with certain assets, gaining a better grip on what people like, what people don't like. It's kind of like in the telegrams I love with the voice chat because it just brings a more human element to see what people think about certain assets as well. And just by being in the mix, hearing humans do that and operate um, and talk really like discord and telegrams, but now in a virtual world, it's just going to bring us closer and closer to a, a, a greater dynamic between learning about crypto and basically just being human uh, with each other. So it's going to be really cool to see all that happen, man, this pumps me up. I'm sure you guys can tell and girls can tell this really pumps me up, man. Uh, this is what I love to see. 
like this is what basically inspired me to get into blockchain and learn about things like Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano. Um, wow, that's really cool. So that's G Crypto. There's just like another episode for you. This is probably my, it's a selfish one because I just love that topic. Trust me, I'm, I, I love seeing baby token go from 19 cents to a dollar. And I love seeing, you know, my D hero NFTs pumping out some cash flow. I love seeing that too. But guys, this is what I love, love. And it's going to be great because when we can see this manifest, there's going to be so much potential to monetize off of it with all this other knowledge that we've accumulated. So I'm going to keep you posted on this one. I'm going to do the other two NFT games probably in the same video. But man, that was really cool. I'm glad I covered that. This is Jay Crypto. The goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers by October. Thanks so much for watching. As always, this is Jay Crypto. I'm out.